0: Alright, what's going on? Welcome in to Sports Betting Daily. Let's get into it. Uh, today we're going to talk about home field advantage. Uh, I think that this is a really good topic with uh, the NFL coming up soon, college football coming up soon. And home field advantage, I think, is widely misunderstood. And I'm talking about those who are, you know, the public bettors, but also those in the industry who do this for a living. And I think that right now, it's one of those things that in the world of sports betting, as complex as it is in the highest levels of those who win, I still think there are some things that have to be discovered, new frontiers that have to be discovered. And I believe this is one of them. I think in the next five to 10 years, the way that we look at home field advantage, and I say we in terms of like the math community who who handicaps games, it will greatly change, I believe. And so, you know, I just think that right now, even when I hear and listen to and, and interact with those who are very, very, profitable at sports betting i hear some things like okay the nfl we're gonna say the average teams two points for home field things like that And it's just such an easy simplistic approach i believe the truth is and the numbers it's much more complicated so let's start off with what i believe people think home field advantage is and this is talking a little bit more about the squares the public bettors if you ask your buddy right at the bar what, what does home field advantage mean like you know uh uh give me some examples. I believe that most people look at home field advantage as how loud is the crowd? How crazy are the fans? And it sort of stops there, right? We talk about the 12th man in Seattle. When you talk about all these crazy college football atmospheres you can go to, it's like, well, home field advantage, it's crazy to play there. Look at, you go to the swamp, you go to the. You go to LSU at night, whoo, tough place to play. You go to Alec, whatever, right? So, While I think fan noise and things like that have a small part of a home field advantage, I believe it's other things that don't get talked about nearly enough or as much that I think play as big or a bigger role than simply how loud is the stadium. Things like travel, routine, sleep quality, and resources. Those are four things I came up with. I think there's more that may need to be added, but these are examples, right? So let's talk about each one. Travel. There was a great study done by the National Institute of Health that that looked at the impact of travel on a professional athlete. Now, we all know if you and I travel across the country, we're going to have some jet lag, maybe some trouble sleeping, a little sore, whatever. But you, a lot of people go, oh, professional athletes? Who cares? They don't deal with that. They're pro athletes. And the truth is, and this study backs it up and proves it. Pro athletes go through the same thing we do. Now, maybe it's not as harsh. Maybe it's mitigated because their bodies are more adaptable and can, you know, adjust more quickly, but it's a very, very real thing. And in this study, the impact on pro athletes was from mild to severe, but it was a very, very real thing. And almost everyone showed signs of jet lag, decreased performance based on travel. So travel is a real thing and it... uh, look some people talk about it too much some people don't talk about it enough i'm not saying either or but we need to incorporate that when you're talking about home field advantage and just a little side note here traveling from west to east is actually more difficult on the human body than traveling from east to west this has been proven in study after study and the reason is with the circadian rhythm of of the of the body and the mind it's easier Easier, not easy, but easier to go from east to west because the days get longer. And so it's easier to adjust because it has to all do with the, you know, our bodies are meant to, we're not going to go too deep into this, but when the sun goes down, our body starts to go through changes to allow us to get tired. So we can go to bed at night and wake up in the morning. Okay. So our bodies are sort of used to this. When it's light outside, we're meant to be awake. When it's dark outside, we're meant to be asleep. So the human body has trouble adjusting, obviously, when you go through four hours, because we live on a very schedule based things. Most people live on a schedule. So if you wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and you live in the, you know, the West Coast, chances are you're not gonna wake up at you know, 10 o'clock on the East Coast, if you go on vacation, you may wake up later, but you still probably want to stick to some kind of rhythm, right? Some kind of routine. You want to get breakfast. You don't want to wake up late just because that's where you're from. So that's the whole thing. And and time doesn't stop for anyone in sports. So those games, whether you're on the East Coast or West Coast, they're going to be played at the same time. If it's a if it's a primetime game, you know, they're not saying, oh, well, it's on the West Coast. So let's start it at five o'clock or it's on the East Coast. So let's start it started at, you know, five o'clock East Three o'clock Pacific or two o'clock Pacific, whatever it would be. So either way, um, travels a very real thing. Traveling west to east is more difficult than flying east to west. East to west is easier. All right. Uh, the other thing, routine. Uh, routine is really important, and I think this one is one of the most under talked about things because I believe this the 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 pro athlete of twenty twenty three. Operates on such routine. And I see this personally when I worked in radio, interviewed people, was around teams more. I see it in documentaries. You see it just observing things. Pro athletes are on a strict routine. And when you throw off a routine, especially a pro athlete's routine, you're going to see performance dip a little bit. And routine means several things. It means the same thing every day, the same time every day, eating the same food, sleeping in the same bed, the same route to the stadium, the same stadium, (laughs) the same locker room, etc. Routine's important. When you break routine, you're going to have your performance slip. So routine, breaking that, just going on the road, obviously, you're in a hotel, it's different things, different city, that's broken. Uh, Speaking of the same bed in a hotel, sleep quality. You know, and I know that these players aren't staying in holiday inns, but um, sleep quality matters. And obviously, I think we all know we all sleep better at home in our own beds. So that's certainly something that that matters. The quality, th- this is one thing that I know for a fact has been, there's been a ton of millions and millions of dollars the last just several years have been put in by specific teams and organizations to try and find out how do we maximize the quality of sleep our players are getting and this matters a lot more in a sport like baseball where it's night after night after night after night after night you know a lot of times it, well and it's a it's a it's a scale right so the next sports it'd probably be more important for would be basketball and hockey and even though it's important in the NFL and college football you know maybe not as much it still matters and then finally resources at home when you're playing at your home stadium you have everything, everything you need, and this doesn't just include everything at the stadium for injuries with your players. You know, food and nutrition, equipment, things like that. It means everything you need at home. Any errands you might need to. Well, players aren't running errands; they're not running to, to to you know Walmart before the game starts. But like anything they may need at home, it's all just comforting. It's the same thing as when you go on vacation. If oh, did I pack everything? Do I have anything? We can't no no looking around. You got to go. Got to go to. Got to go to the store and get something if you forget it. So. Your resources. You're more comfortable. You feel better. You're at home. You have everything you need. And, like I mentioned, at the stadium, the food, nutrition, equipment, everything's there. So, you see, it's way more than how loud is the stadium. And that's one thing that that you know ESPN likes to focus on, right? These television networks, the broadcast. It's like, remember when Seattle? with Russell Wilson was one of the best teams in the NFL and they'd be down there on the sideline yelling I can't even hear you right now right and then they they'd have that little the barometer that ma- that measures the loudness I don't know what it's called but it's like you know this is how many decibels are in here right now and it was such a theatrical thing for TV but that's all it is it's not real you think that loud Seattle stadium has done much damage or done any good when they weren't very good right it's like it's it's so much more about if you're going to get a good team, they're going to play better at home rather than those are loud fans. That's one of the most overrated, silly things that I hear in the sporting world as well. Loud fan base equals tough to play in. Now, I will say this, of course, in football especially, if you do have a loud fan base, you can throw off the timing and the rhythm and the communication of the offense when the opponent's offense is out on the field. That's obvious, right? We know that. And home field advantage does play a real part in these sports, but it's so much more than loud stadium, you know? So that's just one thing to remember. So how do we determine home field advantage? Because like everything, it's a very complex model specifically to determine one thing, home field advantage. So I'm not going to sit here and give you some formula because I believe there's lots of ways to do this. And I'm actually working on a, on a monthly basis on, on improving my interpretation and predictions on home field advantage but the one thing that it's not that i can guarantee it's not is it's not a static right this is not a a a a a static thing that doesn't change which if you get the phil steel which i get every year i think it's worth it the phil steel college football preview you'll see phil steel has his home field advantage for every team and i got some news for you it doesn't work that way He's got Ohio State as a five and a half point home field advantage. He's got the, my, my Colorado Buffaloes as a 3.2 home field advantage. He's got the SMU Mustangs as a 4.0 home field advantage. That is so silly. That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Now, I'll give Phil Steele so much credit because he does a great job. But this home field advantage thing, this is my exact point. Is it just this thing we put out there? Oh, the home field advantage. Phil Steele's saying it, it's five and a half. It's so ridiculous and overly simplified to where I think it's a slap in the face for actual people who do build models and look at math for Phil Steele to be like, yep, Ohio State, their home field advantage is five and a half. The Colorado Buffaloes. Let's talk about CU, okay? CU's home field advantage, what was it? Right around three points. Do you really think CU, if, if they're hosting Hawaii, Do you think it's a three-point advantage? It's probably a lot more because Hawaii's having to travel from Hawaii. They're having to deal with all that. It doesn't have to do with CU, right? And plus, Hawaii's going to altitude. Okay, so I'm sure that home field would probably be closer to five or six for a team like Hawaii compared to, let's say, a team like Utah. Utah's usually as good on the road as they are at home. They're used to the altitude. They're used to going to Colorado. So maybe the home field advantage for Colorado when they play Utah is like one and a half to two points. So that's my thing. This is a very fluid, flexible thing. This is how it should be with home field. We shouldn't look at it as it's two points for home field. It's very fluid, very flexible. There's no such thing as this team has this home field advantage. So many circumstances, even injury, weather impacts what the home field advantage is. And that brings me to my last maybe most important point of the entire show. This is the biggest misconception people have about home field advantage. Okay, that's the easiest way to say it. This is the biggest misconception people have about home field advantage. Home field advantage is not about home perfor- uh, home performance. Home field advantage is about home performance relative to road performance you're always comparing the two, right? When the New England Patriots were going through all of those dynasty years with Tom Brady, they had amazing home numbers, but they also had amazing road numbers. So it's not it's not good for us being in the prediction business to say, "Oh, they're great at home, great home field advantage." Not really. They were just a really good team who also happened to perform well at home, as well as on the road, as well as neutral sites. So a good home field advantage, you'll see a team that performs much better at home compared to on the road, much better at home relative to at a neutral field. So that's what this really all comes down to. And this is every sport. This bleeds through every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer. I don't care what you're talking about. Home field advantage or how a team performs at home in terms of how we calculate the line. It's about how they do at home relative to their performance on the road. So, all right, uh, that does it for today's show. Appreciate you listening. Uh, good luck with whatever you have going on today or tonight. A lot of, actually, not that many games tonight at all. A few baseball games, but trust me, this is right around the corner. A bunch of games coming up. So either way, hope you catch some winners today. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Fighting Day.